Should you be buying or selling Romeo Dubs now that he is back from his injury? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Pick projection, you can win up to ten times your money on any entry. First time users can receive a one hundred percent instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars with promo code Locked On. That is PrizePicks.com promo code Locked On. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. She is uh, Kate Magic. Follow her on Twitter at FF Ball Blast. Kate, it's been a while since we recorded a podcast. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm recovering from the flu, so I appreciate you uh, taking over the reins for our intro here, trying to save my voice uh, from these coughing fits that I'm still getting over, but... I hope our audience has been healthier than I am yes. and uh, and we're we're going to get back on track but it's going to be a good episode cuz I I love always love talking rookies Marcus especially yes. uh now that we have 12 weeks in the book we we've, we've got a lot a, a larger sample size to work with and yes. in our pre-show it just kind of talking about who we like who we don't like who we're selling who we're buying it turns out that like you and I usually on the same page are not necessarily on the same page, Marcus. Yeah, we're we're gonna discuss some uh, some rookies that we disagree on a little bit. But before we do that, Kate, just in case you're watching on YouTube, uh, excited about tonight's game. We got Bills Patriots tonight. As a lot lifelong Bills fan, sporting the the cup, the coffee cup, the the hat, ready to go. Uh, Marcus, I actually I also have. My Bills shirt on, it's so, so uh, we are we are true true Bills mafia here. We are and we're absolutely true bandwagon fans. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, all right, Kate, let's let's start with Romeo Dubs, who the expectation is he's either going to play this week or next week uh, for the Packers. Um, he's finally healthy-ish. And I think you and I disagree a little bit about his value. I believe he's a sell at his current price. I think you're you're buy. Well, what's your what's your thoughts there? So I'm actually I want I want you to sort of tip things off, Marcus, because I'm I'm very curious as to why you're looking to sell a guy who's uh, just kind of being overshadowed by another teammate this this month in general. Christian Watson finally, uh, you know, just. Healthy, looking good, uh, absolutely dominating, scoring touchdowns. Um, you know, we've seen him really come on as of late. 353 receiving yards, six touchdowns, leads all rookies in receiving touchdowns. Now, like, I, I think that this surgence of Christian Watson is presenting the time to buy Romeo Dubs, who I do think that like we're kind of forgetting uh, there was obviously out of control preseason hype for the fourth round pick, but uh, tell me why you think this is a moment to sell because I, I, I'm capitalizing on the hype of Christian Watson and 
doing the opposite. I, I think this is a good time to sell because there's still this hope that he's going to come back into the offense and have the same role that he had earlier in the season. And I just don't think that's the case, right? Like you look at some of the games where he was productive. It was because Alan Lazard was banged up with a shoulder injury. Christian Watson wasn't playing and he was really the only target. And it wasn't like he was having monster games, like his best game of the season against Tampa Bay. That's when everybody was missing. He caught eight reception, you know, eight passes on eight targets for 73 yards and a touchdown. The, the most yards that he had in the game, 73 yards. You look at what he did in the final five games before he got hurt, 12 catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. I know there's some people that really liked him pre-draft, and they see some of these amazing touchdowns, and he had a really nice preseason, but I think it's pretty clear, like, Al Lazard still has a big role in this offense. Watson's their big play guy. They're going to give Aaron Jones a bunch of touches. I'm just not all that excited about the third receiver on this team. So if I can move him for a, a, a similar player, like we were talking pre-show, there's a trade uh, that we saw, Romeo Dubs for Darnell Mooney, that got that was made last week. And I know that's a little different now that the injury came out, but... Romeo Dubs uh, for Devontae Adams, or Romeo Dubs had a second-round pick for Devontae Adams. You do that all day. I just think that's where I'm at right now, Kate. I mean, I think you're you're bringing up that that short-term, you know, short-term short-term view uh, when it comes to these receivers. But I, I think Marcus, what I'm looking at is that um, you know opportunity long-term. I mean. Sammy Watkins, he's just there on a one-year deal. Alan Lazard, um, you know, one-year deal. Romeo Dubs, Christian Watson, like these are the guys that are the future, presumably, of the wide receiver position. Uh, But would it surprise you at the same time? Would it surprise you if Green Bay drafted a receiver in the first round next year? At this point, yes, Marcus. We already had opportunities to draft first round wide receivers and first round wide receivers and first round. But like, I I, like Christian Watson was their answer to the first round wide receiver request. Like that was their answer. And Christian Watson, um, they, you know, made some moves for uh, a wide receiver at the trade deadline, but like Christian Watson and Romeo dubs, these are the guys of, uh, of the future here in green Bay. They're under contract till 2026. Um, Like, Alan Lazard, free agent next year. Randall Cobb, free agent. Like this team is going to be completely wiped back to nothing. Um, I think this is going to come back to Christian Watson and Romeo Dubes. I think looking at his age, right? Like 22 years old coming out of the draft. I liked him. Um, You know, when I was comparing him and Christian Watson, I said Christian Watson was the athlete who was less developed as a wide receiver. Romeo Dubs was the more pro-ready wide receiver that isn't quite the athlete. But, you know, otherwise, it, he he hasn't had issues with drops. He's He's got uh, nice moves. Like, he he's just a smooth route runner. Uh, I, I, I think he has skills to be a true wide receiver one. Um, 6'2", 200 pounds. Like, this dude has size. Um, there's going to be room in the future of this offense for not just Christian Watson. And like, if we're using Alan Lazard and, you know, Sammy Watkins and, and that kind of 
uh, argument here for a guy that I think it just has great, you know, balance, body control, route mm-hmm. running skills. Like, I think he's a good talent. I think we've already seen the flashes. And Marcus, I'm going to go ahead and, and sneak in and buy Romeo dupes while everybody else is getting hyped on Christian Watson. I want to tell I, you I, a trade, a trade offer that I made this morning. You tell me which side you'd rather have. All right. Okay. I offered uh, an owner of my team that's, or another league owner that's um, a little bit more competitive this year, Romeo Dubs for Calvin Ridley, straight up. Okay. Um, Who would you rather have? Hmm. Uh, I'll probably take uh, – ooh, ooh, that's that's a good one. That is yeah. a good trade, Marcus. Um. I think if I'm in like the purest stages of a rebuild, I go with uh, Romeo just because of the fact like we have the age. I think, uh, you know, obviously we know the upside with Calvin Ridley, uh, but he also hasn't played football in in a while. Um, He's going to an offense that we don't really know how this is going to shake up in terms of, you know, we, we have Christian Kirk, who's going to be the absolute monster target hog. Um, Travis Etienne already has, you know, a, a role as uh, the team's leading rusher, but also it, we know his chops are as a receiver. I'll still take dubs there. Okay. Um, all right. It's a good little discussion. We have another debate coming up, Kate, about a certain running back in the AFC West. West. But before we do that, I'll let you know that this episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. Find Think Like a Champion now wherever you get your podcasts. Think Like a Champion is a brand new podcast from Russell Wilson and Audible. Russ is a champion on the field, but off it, we really know the grind uh, that it takes to get to that level of greatness. Russell Wilson alongside co-host Harry Wilson and the late Trevor Morad dig into how high-performance athletes, artists, and leaders push the boundaries of their potential You'll hear Vaughn Miller on the podcast. You'll hear hear former uh, NCAA champion Tim Tebow discuss how uh, you get to that level of greatness. Available for free on Audible or wherever you get your podcasts. Head over to Lockdown Presents for a sneak uh, sneak peek of Think Like a Champion or catch the full series available anywhere you get your podcast. Available everywhere right now. Audible. Get in the game. Okay. Let's talk about... Isaiah Pacheco. Okay. So we've had several discussions about so far. What are your thoughts? Would you would you sell him after a game in which he, he just had 23 just? Uh I am. And Marcus, I think that you know this is coming back from a standpoint of me. Uh, I, I like Isaiah Pacheco. And if I'm in a, a redraft league. You better believe I'm going to be eating Isaiah Pacheco up, absolutely eating him up uh, and and going to be um, buying him and uh, probably enjoying watching him carry me to a championship. Sure. My concerns from Isaiah Pacheco's dynasty standpoint mostly come from this team, right? Like this is a team that we – saw, you know, funnel targets to Tyree kill, uh, saw targets funneled to Travis Kelsey. And we saw without Tyree kill, guess what? It's still Travis Kelsey, but 
outside of that, we see a general rotation. Like this is a next man up kind of offense. This is a pass first offense with Patrick Mahomes. What are we thinking is the upside for this seventh round rookie? Like I, I know, um, you know, first of all, there's, there's not a lot of comps that we can look at in terms of seventh round rookies or that have, have really made their mark uh, on the fantasy football landscape uh, at the running back position. We know there's a lot of turnover at the running back position in general, though this team likes him. I'm just wondering like, what is their dedication to the run? Because I mean, they, they have Jarek McKinnon who's filling that, that third down role, um, you know, in terms of like, what's the juice of this offense, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's the passing game. I worry that between the draft capital, between the offensive system, between the the fact that like this offense doesn't need to force feed any particular human outside of Travis Kelsey for success. Like all of these things are adding up to the fact that, you know, if I'm in a, a rebuild and I don't need points immediately at the running back position, I'll go ahead and move on from Isaiah Pacheco because I think that, I mean, it. He looks so good. Uh, the the price I, I think you're going to get for him is much higher than it it will be after he has a you know there's going to be bad games. Um, sure. I, I, I'm just looking to sell high and offload that asset because I don't think that this is uh, a guy that we're going to be able to reliably lock in our lineups. Period. So over the last three games, Kate. He has 53 carries for 258 yards. Um, now he's not he hasn't really done anything as a receiver, but he's averaging, you know, 86-ish yards a game. I'm in. Um, the most common trade right now on Dynasty League football involving Isaiah Pacheco is Pacheco's trade up for a 2023 second round pick. And I would pay that price all day long. I would. Because you're just telling me like this is it. A running back that's averaging, again, over the last three weeks, 18 touches per game in an Andy Reid offense with Patrick Mahomes. That's absolutely worth a second-round pick. I don't care what his talent profile looked like. I don't care necessarily what the efficiency is. It's just those kind of situations and opportunities don't come around very often. It's the same reason why people were taking Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at 101 in their rookie draft, despite a pretty blah profile because the situation is so good. So yeah, I'm, I'm perfectly fine surrendering a second round pick, hoping to strike gold here. I mean, Marcus, like you, you hit the nail on the head. So like he, he is producing on the ground, but you cannot tell me that you're not a little bit concerned about the fact that uh, in a game where he, or in, in a span where he's had, um, at least 15 touches per game over the last three weeks. He has a single, one single target. Yeah, but he made good that, on that target, though. He caught it for 17 yards. He, he caught it for 17 yards. But, um, you know, despite a little having the starting right. position. It, I mean, yes, he, he produced on that single target. You got to be very happy for that single catch. But, I mean, Marcus, this is a guy that, as a starter, hasn't exceeded 56% of offensive snaps. Yeah. Like, he does yeah. not have that third down role, which like, yes, you, you absolutely want that. Um, you know, it, you want touches, right. And he's getting touches, but that lack of usage in the receiving game does 
cap his upside, uh, even from a, a standpoint of looking at like what this team does uh, and and how they score points when they get down, uh, they they do it through the air and it, they do it with Patrick Mahomes. Like I, I would much rather take the value of Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon. Oh my gosh. McKinnon. Yeah, Jarek McKinnon. I got you. Thank you. I can't, guys. I'm sorry. This is. This has been a week with the flu, but I, uh, it, it's the Kate Majuk flu game and I'm, I'm thriving. I'm still, I'm, I'm thriving. Um, but I, I just think like, I'll, I'll take Jerick McKinnon, uh, for that value. Like give me the guy with some PPR upside who I can count on the field in, um, you know, these, these, uh, tight, you know, two minute drills and, uh, where, where I'm going to see some PPR upside, uh, otherwise, I'll move on from the guy that, you know, I, I think probably we're going to see rotate in and out. I just love the price. I, to me, that's that's where I'm in. It's because right now in Dynasty League football, he's being ranked as RB47. And you look at the names ahead of him, and it's pretty ridiculous, right? So just give me give me the upside there. I'm willing to surrender a second-round pick. It's not that big of a deal. If he ends up not being the starting running back, I'm not going to cry over a second-round pick. I just love the upside, and to me, it's worth it. Plus, he's a supreme athlete in an Andy Reid offense led by Patrick Mahomes. I'm, I'm in, Kate. Uh, all right, we've got, we've got one more player that we need to talk about that I think you and I are both selling for maybe different reasons right now but before we do that we wanted to let you know about bet online betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis get the latest odds trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports they've got it all at betonline.net and if you love sports podcasts and listen we know that you do because you're listening to one right now they have those as well it's the fastest and the easiest way to get in your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Kate, one last player that we are selling, one last rookie that we are selling, Mr. Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh, coming off uh, a nice little three-game stretch. Why are you selling now? I, you know, I think what I'm selling on right now is that fact that it's we're coming off that three game stretch. It's been a, uh, it, it's been a fine three game stretch. We're finally seeing him uh, clean up the turnovers a little bit, but I mean, Marcus, we still have yet to see any fantasy upside for this that, quarterback. Right, like that. It, it's a total and complete lack of upside. We had. Uh, two rushing touchdowns in week one, and we were all hyped. We saw, um, you know, some some quarterback draws. He's he's you know been relatively efficient on the ground, averaging five point five seven yards per carry. Like, if you heard any of that ahead of the season, you'd be pumped. Um, you know, he's got rushing upside. Like, there's a lot of things to be excited for, but he doesn't have a single game with more than one passing touchdown, Marcus. Like, there's not there's not consistency here. No. There's not consistency. And I think, uh, you know, I don't need to go back and rehash all the reasons why I think that, you know, if we're, we're betting on Kenny Pickett, it's going to be, um, you know, we're, we're betting against history. We're betting against uh, his, his profile as a draft prospect. Like um, 
I don't trust this offense. It's not really certain to me where it's headed long-term. You know, even Najee Harris, like I I thought he was going to be a big uh, staple of this offense for a long time to come. I, I don't really know what direction this team is headed in, but I do think that Kenny Pickett's upside, um, even outside of what he does for the team, there's not a ton there for fantasy football. And I know people are excited about the last three games, but at the same time, the last three games have just been mediocre and they've just been better than what we've seen earlier from Kenny Pickett in those three games. He has one passing touchdown, no interceptions. He's averaging 212 passing yards per game. It's not ideal, Kate. And when you compare him to the rest of the quarterbacks in the NFL this season, he's dead last in adjusted yards per attempt. Uh, He's dead last in uh, just regular yards per completion. Um, He's last in uh, net yards per attempt, adjusted yards per attempt. His passer rating is the second worst in the NFL, only behind Zach Wilson. It's been bad. And the appeal for Zach, or excuse me, the appeal for Kenny Pickett coming out of the draft is, hey, he's a 24-year-old that's pro-ready. Maybe he doesn't have the much that much upside. If he doesn't have a lot of upside, as many draft, you know, experts were predicting, and this is the NFL-ready part of his game, I've got a hard time believing that he's suddenly going to make a huge jump. Like if you compare him to another pro-ready quarterback like Mac Jones last year. He's so far behind Mac Jones in terms of like yards per attempt and yards com- uh, per, com- per completion and passer rating that I, I'm i selling now. If people are getting a little bit excited about the rushing ability, I'm selling. I mean, the, the thing is we, we've seen some, some exciting moments in terms of his rushing ability, right? Like it, in week one, it, coming out of that gate, that two rush uh, – or not week one, uh, in his first start, we saw that – Oh my gosh. In his first game, uh, coming in and and playing again, I'm so sorry you all with this, uh, with my brain, I'm, I'm working on my brain. Um, but in his first game, uh, when he came in to replace Mitch Trubisky, just absolutely, uh, dominated on the ground, had those two rushing touchdowns. And, and even so, uh, we're, we're not seeing, even when this team is designing runs for him, that that's necessarily translating to fantasy points. And you know why? Because we don't have that passing. Uh, we don't have that passing to complement it. Like, no, I, I think he had one for, completion over 10 yards last week. Yeah. For part for that, that rushing upside to translate to fantasy production. We've also got to have that passing component too. 100%. And the, the one dimensional nature of this game, like where he's going to, um, I think need to develop uh, a bit more as a passer, develop more rapport. And, you know, if things start to open up down the field, then that's my, th- that might be the time we see this start to translate, but um, until it, it, then I, I'm not out. It, and please go explore some trades in your leagues, because if you check out the the trade finder, you can see some wild trades involving Kenny Pickett. Like for example, somebody traded Trey Lance straight up for Kenny Pickett. Yep. Do that all day. Right. hundred percent. Yes. Any, I'll take that upside a million times over a million times. Uh, somebody traded Kenny Pickett in a, a super flex league for Terry McLaurin. Like give me McLaurin all day long. 
Uh, I saw Kenny Pickett in a second round pick in a super flex league for Garrett Wilson. Like it's insane how high people are on Kenny Pickett. Go trade for him right now. This is the highest. Uh, this is the highest his value has ever been per Dynasty League Football ADP. Go get him. Uh, I no, trade him. Trade him. Trade him, baby. Trade him away. Yeah. Uh, and I'm. What I meant, go get him, is like, go get your lead mates. This is a sucker oh, trade, right? Yes, please go, go sucker your lead mates because yes. I'm gonna take like, uh, Geno Smith going directly. I would prefer Geno Smith over ah. Kenny Pickett. Same. A million times. I mean, they're almost the same a age. A million times. That's yeah. a joke, but it's close. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Romeo Dubs, depends on how you view that one. Same with Isaiah Pacheco, but Kenny Pickett, absolutely go sell after a couple somewhat adequate, decent games. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, go check out Kate on Twitter, at FFBallBlast. You can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll be back tomorrow to break down this awesome Bills-Patriots game on Thursday Night Football and to do some more promotion uh, commotion after we had another strong week, Kate, like this, we're like uh, what 12 or 12 for 12 right now doing, doing really well. So make sure you guys check out that enjoy Thursday night football. We'll see you next time.